Hello, it's Patricia, welcoming you to episode 17 of the second series of the Haiku P podcast. How are you? Today, I have a treat for you. Well, a couple of treats, I hope. First off, I'm joined by Mark Gilbert from the UK for a chat about Huku. Then, I'll introduce the next Renku. Yes, we've started another one. Can't wait to read you the first few verses. As always, check out the show notes for all the references and links for today's podcast. But for now, let's meet Mark. If you've read Haiku Publications, you will probably recognise his name. Of course, he's also a regular contributor here. Some time ago, he wrote to me about Huku, something about which I know very little. But I love to learn and invited Mark to tell us about Huku. And I'm very happy to welcome him today. Welcome to the podcast, Mark. Hi, Patricia. It's really great to be here. I've been doing lots of yodeling like you asked me to. Well, I'm happy to hear that, Mark. Just so you all know, passing a yodeling test is a prerequisite to coming onto the podcast. So, Mark, tell us, are huku a thing of your invention? Oh, no. People were writing these kinds of haiku long before I came along. I've just given them a name. Mark, if you remember, we came upon the idea of recording this Huku podcast after episode 8, Film Coup. We were discussing whether Ivanka Ettinger's verse was a Huku. I thought maybe it was, but you said not. Well, that's a beautiful haiku, and it breaks one of the unwritten rules that you shouldn't include someone's name, so it appeals to me. What I wanted to do with huku was to popularise a form of haiku in which one line, or part of a line, if it's a one-line haiku, consists of the name of a person. You could use the person's full name or just a shortened part of their name. It doesn't have to be a famous person. It could be a close friend. And they could be alive or dead historical or fictional even. So, for instance, a huku could be humorous or serious, or it could be a way to pay tribute to someone who has died. With huku, I want to focus on using that person's name in the same kind of way that seasonal reference, or kigo, is used in Japan, as a way to link the haiku into wider society or culture, or to reach back into history. The reason that I'm encouraging people to fill one line with the person's name is to encourage them to consider the whole of that person's life and cultural relevance, rather than just a small detail. I know this can sometimes be difficult for us writers of haiku. I don't really want to have rules or to tell people what they should write or how they should write it. I just want to suggest an opportunity to try to apply their haiku skills to something slightly new. We'll be discussing rules or no rules till the cows come home. But that's for another day. Do you think you could give us some examples of huku? Certainly. This haiku dates from Issa in 1816, 
translated more recently from Japanese into English by David G. Lenu. Scrawny frog, hang tough. Isa is here. Elizabeth Searle Lamb wrote about an artist in 1999. Georgia O'Keeffe, a splash of brilliant sunset across the cliffs. Carlos Colon wrote this hoku about a fictional character. Carlos was known as Haiku Elvis, and I'll pass some information about him to Patricia for the notes. Quasimodo, his ringing hands. Debbie and Tebby has written about a painter. Modigliani, the melancholy of a tilted neck. Here is one of mine, which is about a politician, just to show that huku do not need to be about only artists or musicians. The truth has to be precious. Nelson Mandela. And finally, this is from Patricia, written for a previous podcast on a different topic. Butterflies dance through the window. Puccini. Well, thank you, Mark. Mine was a little unexpected, especially since you included it with verses from people whose work I respect so much. I have to say, I know very little about Carlos Colon, but I shall remedy that. Mark, thank you. You've given us a new technique to experiment with. Just remember to think of this as a new way of expressing yourself to allow you to try out different kinds of words in haiku. And most of all, remember to have fun. Absolutely, Mark. Haiku should be fun. Thank you once again for coming on the podcast. I hope you'll come back another day. Thanks for inviting me. Well, I enjoyed chatting with Mark. I hope you enjoyed it too. Before I go on to the new Renku, I just want to follow up on some feedback from episode 15, Coffee with Verbs. I very much enjoy the comments I receive after the podcast, so thank you to everyone who sent something, and keep them coming. Now, if you've listened to it, I was talking about verbs. I, personally, don't think they're necessary in a haiku, but other people disagreed, and some of you think I'm completely nuts in counting the number of verbs in my haiku. And maybe you're right. But I wanted to assure you that I welcome all styles of haiku and senryu on the podcast. I might write and ask you if you'd consider changing something, but I'm also most happy to be told, no thanks, I like it just the way it is. My goal here is to encourage people to write haiku and to consider what they're writing. I think Giddy Nielsen Sweep hit the nail on the head when she wrote to me saying, Each haiku should be judged on its own merits, how it sounds is important, how it looks also, and whether it provides an image. She admits that there are other aspects that can be taken into account when writing your haiku. And towards the end of the year, I'll be talking in more detail about these aspects. Thanks to all of you who've already sent me their thoughts on the essence of haiku. I always welcome more.
don't be afraid to send me your comments. Well now, let's go to the Renku. Kim Russell wrote to me saying that she wished she'd had the time to take part in the first one. She also came up with the title of the first one. Take a look, it's on the website. So I asked her to write the first verse, and Richard Bailey, who also came up with a great title for the first one, but was narrowly pipped at the post, writes the third verse. I'm writing the two-line verses at the moment. If you want to read it, you'll find it on the website. Click on the Renku heading and then on Renku 2. So without further ado, let me read the first four verses. Marble steps sculpted by endless souls, a welcome chill. Mural tablets, how ancient my son's name. Wind in the willows, unanticipated storm, green blades impaling. Will the night be dark, or give no shelter? I hope you're enjoying the Renku so far. What I love about it is reading how one verse sparks an idea for the next. So, sorry, but that's it for this week. Massive thanks to Mark Gilbert for joining me. Has he inspired you to have a go at writing huku? Send some over to me, and perhaps I can read them out next month. Thank you to my Renku poets for their verses. I do have some volunteers for the next few, but if you haven't expressed an interest in writing one yet, just drop me an email. Be warned, it gets trickier the longer you leave it. Now, just a reminder that you still have time to write verses for the Flowers podcast. Deadline's the 9th of September. Please submit by email. It's much easier for me to keep track of things that way. So, it's goodbye from me. Thank you for joining me. Keep writing, and as Mark said... Have fun, until we meet again in a couple of weeks. I think I have everything in the show notes, with Mark's help that is, but if something's missing, send me an email and I'll sort it out. Ciao!